bit of a bonus episode this week, bonus content, all of the conversations that I've been having for this podcast have honestly been so fascinating to me and so real and honest and authentic and while all of these conversations honestly go in different directions and have different themes and they're all naturally and organically going in these directions there are a couple of big themes that keep coming up time and again and so I wanted to just take a couple minutes and and talk about them so Here are the three themes. Number one is self-care, two, kindness to ourselves, and three, setting good boundaries. Okay, so the first one, self-care. I really don't think we can get to a space of self-care where we're really taking care of ourselves and treating ourselves the right way, treating ourselves well, and being kind to ourselves, and doing things that are in our best interest, and saying no when we need to say no. We can't get to a space of self-care until we really address the issue of self-talk. Because it goes also hand in hand with the second big theme, which is kindness. Kindness to ourselves is so much more than just self-care. It's much deeper. It's about the way in which we talk to ourselves. And so when I talk about that self-talk, I'm really talking about negative self-talk and the storylines that we create for ourselves. So let me rewind a little bit. Let's let's first start with that negative self-talk. I'm going to start off by saying that I don't always talk to myself with kindness and reflecting on these three big themes that have come up in pretty much every episode I've recorded so far has really forced me to take a step back and think about the way in which I talk to myself and the way in which I've pretty much historically talked to myself. And I would say that in the last year, I have really dramatically changed and shifted the way in which I talk to myself and the way in which I view myself and the way in which I see myself in the world. But that shift, that change didn't happen overnight. In fact, it's taken my entire life to get to that space, but I wouldn't have gotten to that space if it weren't for moments in my life that really forced me to take a step back and really reevaluate my life and who I am and who I want to be. So more specifically, I'm talking about setbacks and maybe even failures. Although today I really choose not to use the word failure. Um, I don't believe that anything in my life has been a moment of failure. I don't consider myself a failure, although this time last year, I definitely did. Uh, I really just choose now to see those moments as moments of growth and opportunity for change and an opportunity to really reevaluate who you are and what's important to you and to reevaluate your path. Because the truth of the matter is, is that we all have moments in our lives that test us and that force us to, um, Take a step back and you have the choice to sit in that disappointment and sit in your feelings of sadness and fear and anxiety and you have the choice to feel as if you failed or to switch the narrative and flip it on its face. And honestly, it's really hard to do that because I think for so many of us, we tie and enmesh our identities with 
the way in which we see ourselves. We tie and enmesh our identities with our self-talk. And we tie and enmesh our identities with the negative self-talk and the negative ways in which we see ourselves. And it's really hard. It's so hard, but it's so powerful to begin the process to shift that storyline and to shift that self-talk. And while it doesn't happen overnight, and if you know how to do it overnight, hit me up and and, uh, I would love to share that wisdom. But in order to start to make those changes, you have to start to trust in yourself. And what I mean by that is you have to trust that you won't break. And you have to trust that you won't shatter. And if you do break, and if you do shatter, you have the tools within you to rebuild. And part of moving past that negative self-talk is practice and trust. It's trust in you, and it's trust in the universe. It's trust in God. It's trust in whatever school of thought you believe in, and knowing that there is a higher source or a higher power or something out there that you're not alone. My point is, is you're not alone. And while there might be moments in your life that test you and you may feel it's really hard to be kind to myself today because I messed up on that deadline. But the more kindness you show to yourself and the more compassion you show to yourself, you'll grow and you'll change and you will start to see yourself differently. And you will start to allow other people in your life to show you that same kindness and compassion because at the end of the day it starts with you and for so many of us we get so lost we get so lost in the ways in which we see ourselves and view ourselves and too often I really believe so many of us don't think an alternative exists so if you wake up every day and you tell yourself you're fat you're stupid you're lazy you're incapable you'll never get that job you'll never get a promotion you'll never pass that exam you'll never get that relationship you'll never have that family life whatever it might be for you if you're waking up and you're talking to yourself like that every day yeah there isn't an alternative because you're not allowing the space for that alternative to manifest itself and you're not allowing that space for that magic and that beauty to come into your life and it sucks when you're in the middle of that and you don't think an alternative exists it it sucks and we start to tell ourselves things and we start to build this storyline around this negativity and this self-talk and we start to tell ourselves we're not deserving and we're not worthy but uh, I'm gonna drop some knowledge are you ready for this the truth is we are all deserving and we are all worthy just by being alive You don't need to do anything to prove that you're worthy and you don't need to do anything to prove that you're deserving because you already are. But when you hear these things and you read these things about worth and deserving and love and belonging and I just keep thinking about the first time I read a book by Brene Brown, I remember coming up against this intense resistance and that resistance that tells us, no, you're not worthy and no, you're not deserving and you'll know you'll never get all the things you want. This resistance is based upon old habitual patterns and ways of thinking that honestly, at the end of the day, don't serve us. Take a second and think about this. Anything that you've said to yourself that's negative, has it ever served you? It's never served me. And so I'm willing to bet that it's never served you either. So we need to start to make changes internally because change is an inside job. Think about that. 
No one else can process your emotions for you. No one else can tell you what's the best thing for you to do. It all starts within you. And the truth is this. Everything that you need is already within you. And you are already who you want to be. You just need to show up. And you need to do the work. And you need to figure out who you are. And so we need to start to make a change and shift the self-talk from the negative to the positive. And yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. And I hope this isn't coming across as preachy or like I'm on a pedestal and I'm like teaching everyone something because I'm learning something new every day. And at the young age of 26, I know now I know a lot more now than I did four years ago when I was really going through the thick of it, when I was in such a low place that I never thought I would be where I am today. I never thought that I would feel greater peace within myself. I I just never believed that another possibility would exist. And I remember it was the summer before I went to law school that I was having this conversation, a similar one, with uh, my therapist who I no longer work with um, professionally, but she is one of my greatest teachers and one of my, um, honestly, she's just she's one of those relationships that are invaluable and I know if I ever needed anything I could call her and she's been more like a like a good friend to me in the last couple of years and so we were having this conversation about storylines and just the importance of shifting storylines that we've created and embellished for ourselves and I remember when she was talking to me about this concept of Sydney what do you want your storyline to be like what do you want your life to be like what kind of relationships would you like? What do you, what kind of job do you want? Who are the people you want in your life? And I swear to you, I remember looking at her and I said to her, I don't know. How the hell am I supposed to know this? Because when you're so stuck and, and you're, this negative self-talk is so strong and so pervasive, it really stops you from believing that anything else will ever be possible for you. And I just remember feeling such intense resistance and the resistance that comes up are these old habitual patterns and ways of thinking and for me personally it's the negative it's you're unworthy you're you can't you're not lovable you're this you're that it's not it's not anything nice I mean it's nothing kind that I was saying to myself at the time but I just remember coming up against this same thought over and over again which was how how do you convince yourself that you are something different than the story you've been telling yourself your whole life? How do you convince yourself that you're anything different than the way in which you're seeing yourself right now? How do you convince yourself that you deserve something different? It was really confusing and hard for me to figure all of this out and to really even get to a space where I could imagine a new storyline for myself where I could imagine moving away from the negative self-talk and really beginning to love myself. I mean, at 26 years old, I now know something that I didn't know then. And that's that you don't need to convince yourself of anything. You just need to be. You just need to be who you are. You need to be authentically you. And the more you are authentically yourself you begin to sort of shed the layers of the perception of who you thought you were and the perception of who you think you are. 
and the perception of the way in which you think others view you. You know, resistance is really powerful and it can convince us that we're not worthy, that we're not enough, that we're not capable, that we won't get that promotion, we won't find that relationship, we won't have loving relationships with our friends and our family and our significant other. It convinces us of all the things that we believe we lack in the moment. But the thing about resistance is this. It's about flipping that resistance and using it in your favor, using it to your advantage. Be stubborn in the pursuit of who you want to be. Don't allow resistance to stop you from achieving your goals. Don't let resistance stop you from having the life you want to live. Don't let resistance stop you from feeling in your core who you want to be. You know, it's interesting because at 26, I really like me. I really like Sydney. I like the woman and the person and the human being and the friend and the daughter and the sister and the granddaughter and the niece. I love who I am. I love who I am to those in my life. I, of course, have a lot of room for improvement. I'm not perfect. I'm not. I still get angry and I still snap inappropriately and... Sometimes I get lost in my own thoughts and my own ego and I get lost in my own bullshit. But honestly, I have to stop myself and I have to stop and think, okay, is feeling like this serving me in this moment? No. Is this thought going to help me manifest the life and the career and the relationships and the experiences that I want and need and deserve? No. Okay, then we're tossing it. Because at some point, we have to make conscious decisions about who we are and who we want to be and where we want to go in our lifetime. There's a real strong chance I'm talking a little bit in circles here because I just have a couple of bullet points and I don't remember the last thing I said two minutes ago. But for me, it has just been such an interesting journey over the last year and a half to get from a space of really not valuing myself and not treating myself with kindness and experiencing uh, more health issues than I've ever experienced in my whole life and experiencing setbacks that I never would have anticipated. And honestly, those setbacks were just an opportunity to reevaluate and to look at my course and to make some course corrections, to be perfectly honest. And, uh, these conversations that I've been having on this podcast, which by the way, if it weren't for setbacks in my life, I never would have had this podcast. And the conversations that I'm having on this podcast are forcing me to think about issues and, and conversations that I've had with myself my whole life that um, I haven't revisited in a long time. And I just think it's so interesting that for so many of us, we emphasize self-care, but we don't start by being kind to ourselves first. And we talk about the face mask and the Epsom salt bath and the saging and the crystals and the Palo Santo and the journaling and the yoga and the meditation, but we don't talk about kindness to ourselves. And we don't talk about changing the dialogue and we don't talk about changing our self-talk. And you know what's interesting is we all spend so much time defending that negative self-talk that, and this idea of who we are that doesn't serve us. 
But I'm going to end this podcast by saying a couple of things. And some of it I've already said before, but number one, it's high time that we stop defending the negative self-talk because it's a version of ourselves that no longer aligns with who we really are. And it's a version of ourselves that's not true and will never, ever serve us. And the second thing is, I think we have to remember that so much of our reality is based upon perception. And that perception is based upon how we look at ourselves and and how we look at the world. It's about how you perceive these events in your life. And, And I think it goes back to how you perceive yourself. If there's a moment in your life that's a setback and you have a positive relationship with yourself, a loving relationship with yourself, you're going to treat yourself with more kindness. But if you have this strong negative self-talk that's so pervasive, you're going to call yourself names. Names that if a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or if a family member, if anyone in your life called you those names, you would slam the door in their face and tell them to never contact you again. But we tolerate this negative self-talk for ourselves and we allow it to continue. And uh, I think sometimes that we defend this self-talk because it's the only version of ourselves that we've ever known. And uh, I think it's, it's time to start to get to know ourselves better and get to really know who we are and what we value and what's important to us and, and the kind of person that we want to be in this world. So that's it. That's really all I wanted to say, although this podcast has been much longer than I anticipated. And if you're still here and you're still listening, I love you and I appreciate you. And uh, I would love to know what your thoughts are on this subject and uh, on this podcast in general. It would mean it would mean so much to me just to create a larger dialogue around kindness and storylines because I think we're onto something here. And while mainstream wellness really is pushing this concept of self-care, there's something so much deeper under the surface that we really need to address and uh, get honest about. So start to weave a storyline for yourself that aligns with who you really are and start to weave a storyline for yourself that's filled with beauty and positivity and love and kindness and compassion and hope and connection and start to start to do it and write it out and write it down and and start believing that you already have it in your life because you know, to manifest it, to get there, we've got to start existing in that vibration. So love you guys. And thank you for allowing me the space to share all of this. There's so much more to dive into with these subjects, but I hope this just starts the dialogue and gets us all thinking. All right, that's it. It is almost time for Seek the Joy Tuesday, which is now what I'm calling it. I'm calling Tuesday's new episode Seek the Joy Tuesday. I am just loving having this podcast. It has been such an amazing experience for me to connect with so many like-minded people and to really put myself out there and do something different. And uh, yeah, so if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and It would mean so much to me if you would leave a rating and or review if you haven't already. And if you have left a rating, send me a message um, either on Instagram or Facebook or email. Let me know. I would just love to thank you personally. So that's it. Love you guys and talk to you next week.